Welcome back to Single Minded. I am your host, Hannah First. And I'm your co-host, Linda. (laughs) Have you recovered from Saturday night speed dating? I have. So I did actually just want to give a bit of an overview of how it all went. So I was not feeling 100% in the morning. So I tested negative for COVID because <laughs> I thought, oh, my God, imagine if I have COVID again. But that was all negative. So mum actually went, thank you, mum. And she set everything up. And I just turned up with some <laughs> last minute things at five o'clock. It started at six. And I was pretty stressed out, but the adrenaline kicked in. And I think I just, could you tell that the adrenaline kicked in? I couldn't believe that you just came good. But during the day, I mean, I honestly was nearly having a heart attack (laughs) trying to run around. And (gasps) I said, I am too freaking old for this. Yeah, sorry. We got there. We got there. (laughs) And there was a few things I thought maybe there'd be uneven numbers or people wouldn't turn up and I just had lots of fears about it, but people started turning up and everyone was so much fun and so confident and everyone was such a good sport and everyone really got into the whole like event. So we basically, there was about 40 minutes of arrivals and getting drinks and people, even like girls that came solo, fully solo, because I had set them up with a guy, people just like were chatting and having such a good time. And then we started the speed dating Unfortunately, everyone was so loud that I was struggling to get my voice heard (laughs) on the microphone. So the next speed dating event, I'm actually going to have how it works cards printed out on like each table so that people know what's going on. Because I did. So when they all arrived, honestly, it's been a while since I worked on a bar. It was a little bit of mayhem, but you yeah, know, Ruby just took over that bar from me, yeah, and I don't she think well. she she just didn't think I was very good at it. And I ended up <laughs> being relegated to stocking up the ice and putting <laughs> bottles in the recycle bin. But I don't think you guys realize I worked at Melbourne's number one club in the early eighties, <laughs> the underground. You, you were a bit stressed out, and Ruby kept it really. She was cool and calm and collected, and. <laughs> She did an imitation of you where you were just like your hair was flipping everywhere. (laughs) You were like a tornado. We were working in a small space. We were, but it ended up being such a success. I would walk down the middle and people were vibing left, right and centre. It was just really good vibes. And I had question cards, like dating question cards on every single spot so that if you were with someone that you like couldn't make conversation with, you would just pick up a card and start asking rapid fire questions. And a lot of people said that that helped. When it stalled. When it stalled. So we had the question cards and then basically it was too many dates because people were getting quite ratty. I was exhausted. How exhausted would they have been talking? How many people? I thought people wouldn't turn up. So everyone turned up. So we ended up doing 23 dates. But for the next one, I'm actually just going to do 18, even if everyone shows up. Because you just have to like, you have to account for the fact that people won't turn up because it's cold, it's winter, but everyone turned up. It's almost two hours of small talk. Yeah. Well, no, because they (laughs) had... Go on. It was a it was a lot. I could see people were getting tired and ratty at like eighteen. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna reduce it to eighteen. But then when the dates were over, that's when the party started. So people mm. were like, 
really because they all knew each other so well by the end and people were just like they were like having a few drinks and people were like flirting shamelessly with each other I absolutely loved I was like an outsider watching and I was sober and I was watching all the flirting going on is there any post dating gossip we're allowed to reveal So there was definitely some cheeky pashes because everyone went to, most people went to PAs after and then a group went to Royal Saxon and then to 161. Big night. And then there was post the event I had people were going on dates and then one of the girls messaged me after and said like, who was this guy? And I found him and like I swapped gave them contact details. Then there was a girl, this this girl was in one of my photos and I had a guy reach out to me saying like, right. oh my God, I wanted to come, but I couldn't. That girl, like she's, I'd love to like meet her at the next one. And I said, <laughs> well, I'll just send me a pic of yourself and I'll just, so they're going on a date. Oh. So there was a lot of success, but I think overall the girls that didn't actually make matches said to me that it was just so fun to do something completely different and that it was so fun to meet new people but then also it's really good practice because you really you're going Mm. on so many dates you just learn so much about if you've never done speed dating I could see people were like getting into it yeah it was it was just so cool to watch I definitely think there's a Netflix show in this if they're listening (laughs) we need a crew to come and film the whole thing and then we can follow up the couples who keep seeing each other and possibly there'd be a real wedding, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, I think it was just good for people to get out there, meet other single people. Mm. So overall, I was just didn't think I could pull it off. I think I had so much anxiety that I'd never done an event on my own. Let me tell you, at 3pm, I didn't think it was going to to come off. (laughs) I had chest pains and I I was in like agony. I don't know if it was stress related. I just, I was a bit of a mess, but it actually went really well. And I, I know Sydney people want Sydney events. I'm working on something with someone to potentially bring it to Sydney. So follow me on Instagram Mm. to find out. And then I'm going overseas for a couple of months and then I'll be back to run another three because they've all sold out. So Three in one month is plenty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest with you, like for the amount (laughs) that you make out of events, it's just a lot of work. It's hard work, isn't it? But I felt like it's a good service to the single-minded community. As someone said, doing God's work. work. But, yeah, so (laughs) I, I think that the reason this came about was because I'm not single anymore and I'm like, oh, but I run a single dating podcast. What am I? So it was really just like I needed something, an offshoot that was still Mm. like dating and the other thing that I'm working on Linda is the question card so I've gotten like heaps of feedback from people that they loved the dating cards yes they're like rapid fire me and the Canadian have done them together too so he gave his feedback so I'm actually going to get those I'm going to get like a sample made when I'm in Bali and then hopefully Mm. we can start selling those Buy cards, a box of cards so that you can take them on like a date. It's so much easier dating with those cards. I could see people doing them and they were like able to like make connections. It was really, it was really good to see. So watch this space. <laughs> but if you're wanting to not miss out on the next event, I'll be updating it on my Instagram when I release the next three events. 
Anyway. Anyway. What's on? Oh, and slow speaking, dating. <laughs> speaking of dating, today we're talking about slow dating. Dr. <laughs> Love is coming on to talk about slow dating. So we'll be back later, Linda, to chat about the episode. So today my guest is Dr. Love. She is a love and relationship expert. I actually heard you on Abby Chatfield's podcast and I was like obsessed with everything that you were saying. So I had to get you on my podcast. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? So um, obviously I'm known as Australia's leading love and relationship expert. And I think that came about over many years, not just through tertiary education, but also my experiences through love and relationship. And you don't become an expert at something with a lot of white picket fences. You've had to Mm -hmm. come over your own hurdles and work out, you know, I wanted answers to a lot of the stuff that I had no answers to. And I wanted to know why I felt really shitty. And I wanted to know why relationships were so important, not to me, but everyone around me. So sort of, (laughs) yeah, right. It's it's probably, it's the hardest thing. We can do great in career. We can go out and buy a house. We can book a holiday. But when it comes to relationships, we're like struggling or we avoid it or we're running Mm -hmm. the opposite way. It's just was insane. So it sort of organically happened and it landed on my lap and I just started seeing more and more people around relationships. And so now I'm here. Mm. So I'd love to get your thoughts on this before we get onto the topic of slow dating. What do you think the pros and cons are of modern dating? And I guess when we think about modern dating, dating apps really does come to mind. Yeah, definitely dating apps. So it's it's a really big um a really big question among the people that I work with because there's like a generational gap here. I've got my mature people that really struggle with the dating apps and jumping online. Mm. And I've got the younger ones that that's all that they do. They're online constantly. Anyone that's under like 25, that is just the way of life for them and they don't know any better. Mm. And I guess the pros are that it does give us a bigger pool of potential dates. You know, there are more people online. I think we're becoming used to being online that we're slowly becoming a little bit more ready to put our real selves forward. We hid behind the screen for many years and didn't really want to put our best foot forward or really be vulnerable in that space. But we're starting to learn that this is actually the way that life is going So definitely a bigger pool of dates. If you think traditionally when we used to date, it was, you know, you meet somebody that knows the family or someone at work introduces you. So it's a little bit more like your potential date is closer in proximity where this isn't. We could meet people interstate, internationally from everywhere around the world. Yeah. And I think we've gotten better at the apps have gotten better around keeping us a little bit safer. So technology is become a bit safer than it was before. And we are able to talk about it a lot. So I know with my clients, when they're going on first dates or they're starting to engage in these dating apps, it's very important to stay safe. And one of the ways that they stay safe is letting people know where they're going and who they're going to see. So it's not Mm -hmm. a secret anymore. People are happy to say I'm on a dating app, whereas rewind probably a couple of years ago and they would be like, hush, hush, don't tell anybody. Yeah, very true. It's It yeah. has become really normalized. I think that was interesting what you said about people are becoming more comfortable with being vulnerable online because I know yep. from my experience, and I've spoken to a few people about this, you would always put your best foot forward. You'd have the most glamorous shots. All your yep. prompts would be super funny and witty. 
and it didn't really show the real parts of yourself. So are you seeing that as well? Yeah, so people are getting better at that. Then I'm not yep. saying, and we do it on Instagram, we do it on social media. Like yeah. we're not going to wake up out of bed and just, you know, put ourselves out there and go, hey, this is the vulnerable myself. Like we want to put our best face forward. But I think yep. what's happening with the dating apps is that we're getting better at having these conversations online. We're doing, you know, virtual conversations. We're not just sending texts. We're actually being able to have a WhatsApp call or a video call. Yep. And we're seeing each other in, in our environments, which mm-hmm. is making a little bit of a difference. It's also giving us an opportunity to have a look a little bit into someone's life. So there were times where we could hide a little bit better. And I had women and men coming up to me saying they're actually full of like full of crap. Like they lied. Mm. They don't live at home or they don't live with a partner or they do live with a partner or and the little glimmers of their home life and what mm. they do on a daily basis and their routine start to show up. Yeah, because we have access to the internet. You know, little things like, you know, he talks to me between 10 and 2, but when he goes home, he never turns the camera on and it's text only. Mm, And like those little red flags, right, (laughs) they start to come up. So there's a lot of pros. So definitely, you know, we're being able to talk virtually. There's a bigger pool of dates. I mean, I guess the cons are those things is that sometimes we want the traditional dating. We find it hard to figure out if that's what we want. My biggest con when I was on dating apps was I was guilty of this and everyone else was guilty of it because you aren't invested emotionally at all and it's so transactional. You are so flaky. You don't care. So you just start to be flaked on and then you flake on everyone. And when you meet someone in real life or someone sets you up with someone, you are a little bit more invested and so you don't just like – treat people like shit basically absolutely well you're accountable right so behind the screen and online the only accountability you have is to your own dating game your own self and maybe to the other person if you feel obliged right but the minute you start to do traditional dating and you go out and you meet a friend of a friend or you meet a colleague or you meet someone through work you feel like shit I've got to be a bit of an okay person like I can't yeah I can't be a dick because you know they're going to tell somebody so you're a bit more accountable for your actions yeah less likely to probably ghost because Mm. you're like oh they're going to tell that person and that person and I feel bad they've tried to set us up so there's a bit more accountability that's one of the cons on online dating is that ghosting is just it's transactional it's like all right see ya it's like I never even knew ya (laughs) And what were there? You said you have some older clients that are struggling with dating apps. What do they struggle with and how do they overcome that? Well, first of all, it's navigating the platform. Like they didn't grow up with an iPhone in their hand. Yeah. You know, they didn't grow up downloading apps. They grew up having a conversation and sitting at a restaurant or meeting someone at the post office. So we're talking about mature age women, people over 65 years old that are going back into the dating game after probably a separation or someone passing away in some grief or never even being married Mm. or in a partnership. So they're really learning. They've got a double whammy. They've got to learn how to navigate the internet, learn how to use a phone, learn how to use the app, and then also learn how to almost put a, you know, they've got to put a bio together. They're like, what's a bio? Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm selling myself. Mm. You know, I'm putting up an advertisement about, hey, I'm single and would you like to meet me? So they really yeah. struggle with that idea of putting themselves out there on the internet for everyone to see. Mm. 
So the topic of today is slow dating because it seems that dating has become a bit of a numbers game. Do you think we should be looking at quality over quantity? It depends why you're dating. Okay. If you're looking for a relationship. Relationship, definitely quality over quantity. Yeah. Now, I will say, and we've all heard it before, you've got to kiss a few frogs before mm. you get to the prince, right? Yeah. Yep, <laughs> so, yep. Oh, yeah. I've, t- <laughs> I've done that. <sighs> so you, you might actually have to go through a few people to actually realise what you want. Because you might get into the dating game thinking, you know, I want this particular type of person and it may be a a totally different type that you're used to and you'll go into the dating game and you'll go, oh, you know what, I like ABC of that person. I didn't like EFG and they're going to be my non-negotiables. And then you go on the next date and you realise, okay, I really like that, don't like that. So sometimes it takes a couple of dates for you to realise what is it exactly that I want because Mm. we've got this idea in our head of, this is what I want. But in reality, maybe it's not that. Mm. I was really determined at one point. This was probably last year. I was like, it was almost like I've got to be more resilient and I've got to put in the quantity. I went on like four dates in one week and it was it was worse for me. Like I wish yeah. I hadn't done that because I, I didn't have a connection with any of them. And that is just yeah. like, is it me? Why am I not connecting with anyone? And I felt like- yeah. It was just a numbers game and it didn't actually help me at all. Well, see, when you go into it like that, that numbers game, it's almost like you're just churning them out. You know, Mm. let me get through as many as I can until I find the right one. Yeah. And I think that's the problem in dating and especially online dating. One of the rules of online dating is don't go online to find the one. Mm. go online to get curious, to figure out what it is you want, get to know other people, get to have conversations with people of the opposite sex or the same sex, whichever whichever way you're orientated, it doesn't matter. But just have those conversations, really start to understand what you're looking for and what, you're, what you also have to offer. Because mm. a lot of the time we go in the dating game and it's almost like a job interview. Can that person do ABC? Can that person do that? Tick, tick, tick. But we forget that we're part of the equation. What are we bringing? Mm. how do we work in that relationship so I mean in regards to numbers game yes it is and you will churn out a couple before you find someone that probably resonates with you yeah I like that it's not about meeting someone because it was funny because I did a lot of online dating last year didn't meet anyone and it was then I deleted them and then I met someone in real life but I was very very clear I'd written like a after all the shitty dates I'd been on I wrote this like manifestation like I said, this is what I want. And then I was able to connect with someone that I met in real life. So it's not wasted. No, it's not because <laughs> it feels wasted at the time. You're like, it does. Geez, there's it another does. one, right? Yeah. But when you reflect back though, was it a lesson learned? Was it, I know now what I don't want and I know now what I do want. And I'm so oh, much more yeah. clearer. Yeah. It was so funny because I wrote that list and put it away and I met this person overseas and I came back and I reread the list and I was like, oh my God, I couldn't even believe that because I had had it really clear in my mind after all these shit dates that I was like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. And then I was able to like actually meet someone in real life. Yeah, The person inside, I think I'd given up on all of that. I didn't care about material things. It was like how the person treats you. 
Yeah, because you yeah. probably would have done that. And that's what happens on, you know, apps. Physically, we go, oh, my God, he's hot or yes. she's amazing. Yes. And you're attracted, you know, it's the physicality. It's your visual of the person. And then yep. you realize that the visual actually isn't sustainable. Like you can, you know, yeah, it's good. You've got some sexual chemistry, but then what? Yeah, no. Then what happens? Like, can I do life with you? Yeah, no, I like what you said because now I feel like you're right. It wasn't a wasted year of online dating as much as I hated no. it at the time. Yeah, yeah. So what is the slow, I keep reading it everywhere, what is the slow dating trend? It's just that I think what's happened, we're starting to see a movement because Online dating and all these apps have created this sense of immediate gratification. Mm. You know, we can meet someone now and we can have sex tonight, mm. right? We can catch up for a coffee, you know, in an hour. Are you local? Yep, sure. So there's this, this constant speed around having to find somebody or making it happen. Mm. And I think we're starting to realise that that is not always going to work. Yeah depending on why you're going into to dating. So slow dating is exactly just that. You take your time with a new person that you've met. You go on a bunch of dates. You get to know each other before getting serious. You even get to know each other before becoming sexually involved. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever watched Friends with Benefits. I think Justin Timberlake's in that. I watched oh, that again yep, yesterday. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got the five date rule. I don't get sexual until yep. I've done date five. And that's sort of what it's like. It's like, let me let me go slow here and work out whether or not, A, you're right for me and B, I'm right for you. And are we wanting the same thing? Because do we mm. both just want a sexual relationship? Or are we looking for a relationship? And this is where people go wrong is that they meet somebody and they're meeting somebody and you both have different intentions around the meeting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you've gone in it for a relationship. The other person's gone in it just to have sex and you're like, someone's getting hurt. Mm. And so taking your time really allows you to have those conversations. It gives you a, you know, a way to weed out those that are in it for sex or those that that want true intimacy. It's really becoming, I think it's, if, if we can jump on this bandwagon and make it mm. a trend, I think we will start to see better quality relationships coming out of the platforms that we have access to because it's amazing. Mm. It's phenomenal. Well, I think that there's been with the like emergence of dating apps, there's probably been an equal emergence of hookup culture and yep. that doesn't probably always feel good to people that are actually looking for something more serious and they f and maybe they feel like I've got to keep up with this new culture that we like move really quickly. So I guess from my end, like I felt there was probably like a lot of rules in dating and then I went overseas and I we didn't even date. We just were friends first and we were yep. like it just went at a super slow pace and honestly, I felt the connection was so, so strong before we even like got physical yep. already. The connection was there. So yep. how important do you think it is to like build that connection first before jumping in? Some people say like, oh, just sleep with them and like, you know, straight away how you feel. Not really true. Yeah. I felt like the connection was so strong and so like, it was a special thing that was built over time. Yeah, and it is. Over yeah, weeks. Yep. Like it was weeks of hanging out. So you, slow and steady wins the race always. 
always, you know, the turtle wins at the end, you know, the hair's <laughs> in it, you know, that's the hookup culture. That's let me win. Let me, you know, score, let me get laid. It's that let me, let me do this really quickly. And I think the hookup culture that suits people at a particular time in their life, but it's not, it's not a dating trend. It's just that mm. it's hookup. So if you, you want to have sex, go for it. There's nothing mm. wrong with it. Yeah. But in your case, you were looking for someone. Yes. You wanted somebody. Oh, I had said to myself, like, I'll never sleep with someone without a connection again. Like I just, the yep. connection was, had become after all of these dating app dates where I felt no connection whatsoever. It was super important to me that that came first without any expectation of anything. I just wanted that first. And so that's what you did. Yeah. I mean, you were conscious of it. You got to the stage where you're like, no, I am going to be conscious and I am going to be determined that I have a connection with somebody. Hookup culture doesn't give you that. And no. even people going on dating apps aren't sure about that. You've got people going on dating apps that aren't, aren't very clear. You've been able to get really clear about what it is you wanted in somebody. And the thing is, is that so many people come with so many rules to the dating game, unsaid rules, hidden rules, cultural rules, you yeah. know, family rules, all these expectations that what it should feel like, what it should look like. And it does make people uncomfortable. I feel like some people think that connection, and maybe this is what I thought initially like a year ago, was like, okay, connection is like chemistry. But actually what I think I learned was that connection is actually, for me, it was like an emotional safety feeling. Yeah, You just feel like emotionally safe with this person. Yeah. Firstly, that you can be vulnerable and open up, but also that you can express your needs, which was like, I want to wait and I want to get to know you first and not be afraid. Yep. That was what it felt like for me. And I think I've, do you think people mix up the two, like chemistry versus connection? Absolutely. And they get really stuck in like that chemistry in the beginning, you know, that real, especially sexual chemistry is mm. really intoxicating. And when you meet someone, you've got that energy and that drive and you're like, oh my God, I just want to rip their clothes off. They get mm. stuck in that and they think that that is going to be what's going to sustain the relationship, but it doesn't. Mm. Because if you think about like, if you think about a lot, like one of those lollies, the fizzes, the fizz only lasts for so long and then it goes flat, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the sherbets, it's yeah, like yeah, that busy, yeah, busy, yeah. busy. <laughs> and that's what yeah, sexual yeah, yeah. En energy is, right? It just fizzes, fizzes, fizzes. It's amazing. And then what? So people get caught up and they, they're looking for that every single time they date. If I don't have that, then he's not the one. If I don't have that, then she's not meant for me. But that's not how it works. Mm. I feel like when you build a connection with someone, you may have been attracted to them at the start, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, bang. But yeah. I feel like when people build that connection, it's even better. That's how I felt. It was even better. Absolutely. Because yeah. what happens is that when you connect in that phys stage, in that sexual chemistry stage, you're functioning from just one part of self, physical body, right? Mm, but when yeah. you get to know somebody and your connection and what you said, you go, I feel emotionally safe. I feel psychologically mm. safe. I feel physically safe. You get to have sex with all of you. Mm, yeah. And that's different. <laughs> and that's the phys that doesn't run out. And that's what people yeah. miss out on. They forget the slow and steady gives you connection with heart, connection with body, connection with mind, connection with soul. And that feels like home. Yeah. hundred percent. 
Yeah. I love this. I really like it. (laughs) Um, I'd love to know some of your tips for slow dating. I guess for me, it was like boundary setting was super important and like honesty, really honest up front that, hey, I'm not just jumping into bed. Like I want a connection. So for me, it was like, I want a connection first. I don't care. I've got no attachment to the, to the outcome. I don't care if this becomes a relationship or not, but the connection to me and that emotional vulnerability was more important than anything else. So how do people approach this like new way of dating? It's not even a new way of dating. It's like old. It's it's always always been, been, right? It's old school, right? It's old school. We courted. For many yes, months, you we, know, before yeah. we slept with people, yeah. we don't court anymore, yeah. you know, and it, to see it come back and for us to be able to go slow dating, for me, it's like, oh my God, it's so romantic. It's like courting. Yeah. I'm like loving yeah. it. <laughs> but you said something that was really important, and this is going to be crucial in anyone that's going to be dating. Don't become attached to the outcome because then it becomes almost like a struggle to make it happen and you're missing the journey, you're missing the flags, you're missing the messages, you're missing the communication because all you're thinking about is the finish line. Yeah. So that is one of the things you need to do. It's like you need to not become attached to the outcome. Make sure my needs can be met and I can meet their needs before we even get to the stage of thinking we're going to be married and have three kids. Mm. Like that's not even a conversation right now, okay? The other thing is exactly what you did. It's like being up front. Being up front is going to be key. You need to lay your cards out on the table, even if it's on the first date. Some people get scared to talk about what they want on the first date because they're afraid they're going to scare the person off. Mm. If you start to talk about what you want in life and from somebody on the first date and you scare them off, they're not the right person. Mm. It's actually quite simple. So after seeing each other for a few times, it's you guys should already know like what your intention is. Mm. You know, do you want to see it go further? Are we sitting on the same page? Is it important to nurture intimacy and is it important for you not to jump in? And if that's the case, can you be respectful of each other to do that? Because if you can respect that after two, three dates, well, then you can expect it, you know, long-term. The other thing is really, Hannah, what you did, which was interesting and what is really helpful is that you stuck to your guns. You were not negotiable. I'd had enough, to be honest with you. I'd had enough. Yeah, yeah. But people that are fed up also fall into the trap of, oh, no, what if I'm going to be alone forever? I definitely was there too. Yeah. Yeah. I got to that place. I'm going to have to put my boundaries down because I would rather really just compromise so that I'm not by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so you don't respect your boundaries. And when you don't respect your boundaries, you tend to get people in your life that also don't respect your boundaries because they don't know them. Because if they were up, they wouldn't be in your life. But because you brought them down, that's why you attracted them. Yeah. I think that's true. Like I was at that stage where I was like, you know what? It would just be easier to be alone. And then it was like that really shifted things. I was just like, whatever. This is my, mm. like, I'm not going to cross that boundary and I just want to get to know some. I actually think I said to myself, I just want to get to know someone and be friends with them first. That's the next tip, right? The le- next tip is look for a friend in your potential date. If you can't mm. be friends with them, you can't be with them. Mm. It always makes things easier if you really want to spend time with the person and you enjoy spending time together rather than looking through, you know, those sex blurred 
the sex blurred colored <laughs> lenses, right? Yep. Like, can you actually have fun with this person? Can yeah. you chat? Can you have a talk? Can you go to dinner? Can it, you sit in silence and it's not awkward? Mm. And I always say being with somebody should be, you should be with your best friend, mm. but with the benefits of being intimate. Because that's the only difference. Well, the way I would describe it was when we first met was we were friends with like a with a hint of flirtation. Yeah. You could tell we were flirting, but it wasn't yep. like like when you go on a first date, it's so obvious why you're there. It wasn't like that. It was like friends with a side of flirting. <laughs> yeah, like I could probably do that. Not sure, but this is fun. A yeah. few little comments <laughs> here and there, like it was getting there. Yeah, bit of sexiness. Yeah, Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So finally, I'd love, like a lot of people I speak to just, they are really fed up with dating apps and they would like to meet someone in real life. Do you like have any future predictions for dating? Like, do you think we're going to move more towards trying to like tap into our um, networks and that sort of thing? Look, I think what's happened is that First of all, we've gone through such a hard time over the last couple of years of feeling disconnected. Mm. And I think people started to appreciate connection a lot more. And so I think they're going to start to seek out connection in in personal ways. Let me meet you. Let me physically be around you. Let's meet somewhere where we're not just online. Mm-hmm. People will start to be a bit more comfortable with that and want to seek it out because, you know, it got ripped away from them without much choice and people started to actually crave it a lot. So I would love to see that that becomes a trend and that becomes something that we do more often. So I'm, I, I am seeing people wanting to go out and connect more from a feeling type of kinesthetic point of view, like being in the same place at the same time rather than behind mm-hmm. the screen. I do predict, though, we will probably see a lot more terminologies being thrown our way, you know. So we've got mm. online dating, but we've got things like ghosting, fishing. We've got slow dating, soft launching. You know, there's all of these other terminologies that are coming out that are phrases around our behaviours in dating. So we're going to definitely see a lot of those more those phrases being thrown at us where we're going to have to learn what does that mean. In the past, it was, you know, you were stood up but now mm. it's like you're ghosted. <laughs> so a lot yeah. of those terminologies definitely coming up, but I am seeing people wanting to connect a lot more. And I think that is evident in the slow dating trend because people aren't taking it for granted as much as they were a couple of years ago. Well, it was super nice to chat. Thanks for all that advice. I feel like I was on the right track after speaking to you. I was like, it was really good to get an expert opinion on like. Yep. We're like, tick, Hannah, tick, tick. You've done it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what? I feel like I'm growing. I feel like I've really grown in the past year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, relationships do that to you, mm. not just the journey to get there, but in the relationship, because how much shit shows up about yourself in relationships, yeah, you know, your 100%. attachment style, like your anxieties, your yeah. way of thinking. I know for me, I'll go into a relate, and I'm thinking, oh, that's my stuff, not their stuff. Mm. Like, why yes. am I punishing them for the stuff that's coming up for me? Why is it their fault? So you're always definitely on this track. You're always learning about yourself or I'm peeling. But I'd say kudos to you. Good job for sticking to guns. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Oh, you're welcome. So 
So, Linda, what did you think of slow? You and dad, you and dad did not. Don't slow take my date. line. Oh, Don't okay. take my line. Okay, sorry. No, I think slow dating <laughs> sounds pretty sensible, and as you just said, Rob and I didn't practice it. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking, you wouldn't want to go too slow because someone might take that as disinterest is there such a thing as going too slow so I was trying to think of something about slow dating and of course Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker yeah. came to mind yeah of because course. they knew each other for such a long time they lived in the same neighborhood and he has said about them being friends we would go out to eat just hang out I had a crush on her and we were flirtatious but nothing ever happened and so of course Courtney had spent a year single focusing on herself, great idea, mm. and she has said of him, he was one of my closest friends for eight years. We used to work out together all the time, but it took a while for their first kiss to happen. Mm-hmm. She said she went to his place for a movie night and the whole movie he did not make a move. <laughs> he was taking a long time The movie was over. Then we started another movie and I was like, I don't have time for this. And finally (laughs) she made the first move and leaned in for the kiss. Mm. So that's been, well, they're married now. So very successful, slow burn. Did you hear his proposal? No. What? So Yeah, his proposal to her. Yeah. It was a bit syrupy for me, but I'm just an old cynic. See what you think. (laughs) He's a lovely guy, seriously, but this is what he said. A year ago today, I fell in love with you. One night with you was all it took. You've been one of my best friends for years. I've admired you and adored you for so long. You're the love of my life, Courtney. I want to spend the rest of it with you. Will you marry me? No. That, I love that. That's beautiful. Oh, okay. I really love that. Oh, I think that's <laughs> not, so sweet. I'm not sure what I'd do if someone said that to me. <laughs> you better not read my WhatsApp messages to the Canadian or you'll be Uh-oh. sick to your stomach. <laughs> but anyway, they've found each other, best buddies. Yes, so slow dating, that was. No, I thought it was a, I thought the episode was a really good reminder because we live in like such a fast-paced online world now that I think I had an experience with it in Thailand. And I just Mm. thought for me, the best part about it is when you don't know how they feel, they don't know how you feel. Is that a bit exciting? It's just, it's very exciting and you get butterflies and it's just such an exciting, like nice time. And you never get to experience it again, because if you end up dating that person, like you don't get to experience it again. So like, I just think stretching that out is really nice and you'll look back on it really fondly Whereas, because we're always like rushing, rushing, rushing to like this finish line. We don't sit and enjoy how nice that unknown time is. Mm, But I've also... And you do know, like you do... Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You do know, like in your gut, you know that someone's interested in you, even if you're not 100% sure I think it's pretty obvious when two people are vibing, even if they haven't kissed yet. Like you can tell that they've got Mm. vibes going. So, But I always said to you on all these dates when you were on the apps, it takes a long time to get to know someone. But I didn't like anyone. (laughs) 
you mightn't like some. It's like actually friendships as well. You might meet yeah. someone and they rub you up the wrong way a little bit, and you go, mm, "Not my kind of person." And then you get to know them, and you become friends. So it just takes a while. But to be fair, it was only two weeks. Like the Canadian and I only kind of hung out for two weeks, so it wasn't like it was super super slow. <laughs> it wasn't Slower Linda. Than- it wasn't Linda and oh. Rob on the first <laughs> night. So. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. We did get to know each other after though. So oh, yep. oh, not that yeah. we slowed that's, down. That's, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we'll see you on the next episode. If you made it this far, I'm hoping that you enjoyed the podcast. If you could subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, that would be much appreciated. It really helps other people find the podcast. Not that I'm desperate or anything. 